I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Episode 37, Confessions of an Ex-Serial Data with Sam Brownell. You're listening to The Race for the Ring, a podcast about dating in the digital decade. I am your host, Mindy Barnett. I'm a PR queen, a published inspirational author, motivational speaker, mom, and dating diva. Each week, I'll have a special guest dish dating dilemmas and delights with me, and together we'll maneuver how to play the game, not get played, and claim the most prized possession, self-love. Ready? Set? Go. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Race for the Ring. I am Mindy Barnett and so excited about today's guest. I work with him, I have the pleasure of having him by my side day by day at MB and Associates. And um, also, I really admire his tenacity, his drive, his um, sense of self-awareness and self-confidence. And came to found out in doing a little research about him that he is a former serial dater. So what exactly is that? We shall find out. His name is Sam Brownell. And um, as I mentioned, he is one of the newest additions of MBN Associates. He's also um, a podcaster himself. He is uh, not only the creative director um, of MB and a publicist, he's the co-host of Shame on Us, which is a podcast focusing a lot on imperfections, also embracing how people can deal with their imperfections uh, in not only the professional world, but also personally in relationships and overall mental health well-being, which is so important, especially now. Before we bring him on though, I just want to send a friendly reminder to everyone listening that this podcast episode is sponsored by Grande Cosmetics, which is the maker of Grande Lash MD and a plethora of other amazing lash eyebrow serums that enhance your natural growth. And that's so important, especially now with the emphasis basically on the eyes as we all don the mask walking around the streets and in workplaces and in life. Um, I actually love it. I've used it for years and um, so excited that they're a part of the race for the ring. Um, I lean on it especially more so now because not wearing a lot of makeup, not only just because I do a lot of work from home and I'm not doing in-person meetings for the most part, um, wearing the mask, I 
really just don't wear any. I've never really been a fan of makeup anyway since I left television news, but um, this really enables me to kind of just not really have to wear even a lot of eyeshadow. So not only am I not wearing foundation, I'm not really wearing blush. <laughs> All it really is putting on is a little bit of mascara to just accentuate what Grande Lash is doing for me. So it's amazing. Um, I also want to give a thank you to one of our amazing Race for the Ring listeners. Today's highlighted review comes from Sina Semre. Um, she gave us a five star, as most of our reviewers are. Um, so very grateful for that. And she says, love this podcast with two exclamation marks. Listening to each episode gives me a new perspective into dating and relationships. I look forward to every episode posted weekly. It's become a morning ritual for me to listen to this show on my way to work or working out or even driving just in the car. Totally obsessed. Can't wait for future episodes and guests. So thank you so much, Tina. I really, really appreciate it. It really helps people find us. It helps so, so much and just means the world to me. So if you are enjoying what you're listening to, I would be so appreciative if you could please rate and review and you might get your podcast, uh, podcast, you might get your uh, review uh, essentially shared on the show and at some point in the very near future we are going to be offering some giveaways perhaps Grande Lash I have to talk to them about doing some sort of collaboration with me in that department as well so stay tuned for more so back to Sam today he and I are going to be dishing about how he evolved from being as I said the serial dater to dating himself um, everyone's scared, mostly everyone is somewhat timid about being alone, um, especially in today's day and age. But instead of thinking about being alone, why don't we all just embrace the time alone and start dating and loving ourselves? That's what he chose to do. And during this time of his self-reflection and his self-love journey, Sam has been essentially looking back at past relationships and some of the decisions that he's made along the way and has found a way to find peace and passion and love within himself. He's become a better person and our conversation is really juicy. So you will like this one. Welcome, Sam. Hey, Sam. Welcome to the Race for the Ring. This is a long time coming. I've been dying to get you on my show. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Mindy. I'm so excited. Um, I've been dying to come on, too. Really? So I is, know. You like, literally yeah. listen to every episode. For all of you listening, Sam, as I mentioned earlier, um, he's an MBN associate. He's an amazing social media director. He's a videographer. He's an editor. He's the editor of the Race for the Ring and so much more. So anyway... You know all about Aries. <laughs> you probably know more about me than most MVs in the office, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know everything. <laughs> well, not everything, Sam. There's always more right. to share. Um, uh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so tell everybody a little bit about uh, kind of like a bird's eye view of who you are, where you are in your dating life right now, um, or not, so to speak. Um, right. And maybe a little bit, well, I'll, I'm not going to ask too many questions out of the gate, and then I'll, I'll We'll dive a little bit into your backstory of dating um, and okay. how it led you to where you are today. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so um, right now in my life, I guess before we go into the backstory, I'll just say that right now I am single and not. I'm on dating apps. Um, you are, I, and I, I, I am on Which dating ones? apps, but 
um, <laughs> I guess <there's> a lot. <laughs> all, <laughs> basic, all the free, all the free ones. I'm not at the yeah. point in my life where I'm paying for anything. Yeah. Yet. Um, so yeah, definitely I'm on, you know, Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, all the above, but okay. all my notifications for them are off because I can't, I don't know. I just, I don't check them that much. I'm, I'm very like single, but not actively looking. I have them just to, you know, meet people, but I'm not, it's not something that I'm currently really pursuing. But you were in a relationship for a while, right? Prior to this yeah, like I status. Was. Okay. And yeah. we don't have to go too deep into that, but like, how long were you with that person and like that kind of stuff? Yeah. So, um, and I can get into it just cause it's, you know, the, the details I think kind of made me how I am now. Okay. So it's kind of important to share. Good. Um, so I'll start by saying that I came out as bisexual back in 2018. Okay. So I, I was dating girls in high school and then I, you know, came out into college and, uh, started dating guys and then. I kind of went through a, which I'll get more into, but I went through like a serial dater phase where I, not that I was in a lot of serious relationships, like you said, I really only had one serious relationship, but I felt like I was constantly seeking someone. So anytime I I would talk, it was like always a constant talking phase, (laughs) but once one would end, I would jump to the other Why? and then jump to the other. Why do you think that is? Do you think because you're afraid to be alone or do you think that you were maybe trying to boost your confidence level up a little bit or just exploring? I think it was a lot to do with, yeah, my, my age, my insecurities, and just I, I had a really good... <laughs> the first guy I ever... You know, I, I grew up and I never really had crushes on anyone. I wasn't, like, actively... I don't know, crushing on people, I guess. Enamored by anybody's particular, yeah. So so when I first, I got out of um, a relationship with my girlfriend, and the very first guy I matched with, um, we ended up talking for the next four months, and it ended up being a pretty good, steady relationship. So I think that because it was literally the first person I matched with, those were, in my head, I was like, ooh, so it's really easy to meet people and have that connection. And so when that ended, I was just... Yeah, I was um, insecure and definitely, like, wanted to seek someone to fill the void, per se. Yeah. Also, just kind of starting to... I never had dipped into dating guys before. Yeah. And I, it was very it was very new to me, so... It was probably interesting, right? It was different. It was really, in, it was really interesting and different, and I just wanted to keep exploring it more, uh-huh. honestly, and just kind of see where it led. Uh-huh. So, I think that's why I kept dating people, um, until I... I dated someone that ended up being the most serious relationship I've ever had. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out the best way to say it without like boring you with the whole story. But the, the details are a little bit important because it did shape me to who I am now. Okay. Well, just go, go so, through some of the highlights and the lowlights. Yeah. But before we get to that, are you still bisexual or are you, are you, are you just eight guys? So <laughs> it's, it's an interesting question because I, I do consider myself bisexual, yes. Um, sometimes it's easier for me to say I'm gay, and I do. Yeah, because I, I didn't I, which, know you were bisexual. I thought you were gay, yeah, that's the way you yeah. always presented to me. Not that it matters. I'm like, no, I'm just, and that's I'm kind just, of... I was like surprised to hear you say that, that's all. No, yeah, and I, um, I think a lot of people are, are, because I have gotten so used to saying I'm gay, because I found that when I came out as bisexual, it, it was harder really? to say that. It was yeah. Which for you is, or I, for people to accept? I for people to accept. Huh. Not for not for me. It was very confusing 
um, for people to understand. It was like, okay, so if you come home with a guy, does that mean you're going to come home with a girl next? And I describe bisexuality as like, everything's on a spectrum. Mm -hmm. So like, I think when I say that people think I'm 50, 50 right down the middle. Mm -hmm. And that's just not the case. I think there's a spectrum. Mm -hmm. So I, in dating guys realize that I do lean towards that in my um, dating life and what I want Mm -hmm. in a partner Mm -hmm. in that, in in the, in a romantic way. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's easier just to say I'm gay because it's always there's always a follow up question I guess I uh, yeah it, I understand it, there's less known I think about bisexuality I think yeah. though just knowing you I feel like you probably look at the person's inside their soul and yeah. for the connection and if they mm-hmm. happen to be female then that's great if they happen to be a male then that's great you know I don't think you probably are like you know, looking at someone's like outside and like, that's kind of, I mean, that's my own perception. I no, no, but no, that's, that's very accurate. No, yeah. it, it totally is. I'm, I've always, and I, that's probably why I never like crushed early in my life. Like what's crushing on guys is because I, it never, it, it was always more of like who they were as a person. Yeah. I feel like so many people could probably be in that category, but you're brave to explore both and feel proud and under, you know, confident in yourself to be able to do that. I think. Thank so you. anyway, you're welcome. I'm very heartfelt. I meant mm-hmm. it. Um, okay. So back to the, the guy that you were seriously yes. involved with. Okay. So let's go through some of the highlights and some of the lowlights and how that shaped you into who you are today. And I guess the yeah. serial dating was just you being like kind of exploring like the, the powers that be yeah. and that kind of thing. Yeah. Did you enjoy that? Yeah. And it, I, I, did at the time but i looking back now mm-hmm. i don't think i did as much as i thought really? i think i was i think i was getting instant gratification but not being fulfilled in my life yeah and i it, it was a, it was a good life lesson but i'll get into okay, it so okay. kind of going to that um that serious relationship mm-hmm. so i met um I'll, I'll just call him. Yeah, don't guy. say his name. The, yeah. <laughs> call him Alex. That's um, probably his name. Yeah, I, I'll call him Alex. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> Could you imagine if it was? I'd be like, oh, I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> okay, you met Alex. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I met <laughs> So um, I actually met him in at college mm-hmm. because we were, I was living in a house and we were looking for someone to fill in one of the rooms mm-hmm. uh, and he was looking for a place. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, I met him, he became my roommate mm-hmm. and we became almost instant best friends. That's awesome. Never a attraction really, and at least in the beginning. Was Alex like ugly, nothing. Sam? <laughs> Alex was so ugly. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, but I, I think I was just so attached again to that friendship. Yeah, and I was so, and I was again dating other people at the time, so I wasn't yeah, really you were the serial dater on the prowl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that was just like a, a friendship that I learned to really appreciate. I connected with on a different level, mm-hmm. and you know, during that time, we would like talk about each other's love interests mm-hmm. and partners mm-hmm. and it was a lot of dishing back and forth there mm-hmm. and he would tell me about his one friend who he had a crush on yada yada and then basically i was going abroad that next semester so i wasn't going to be there Where so i needed go? someone I to forget. film you went to london L- L- london okay, yeah I thought. okay yeah um so i went to london mm-hmm. and i needed someone to fill my space so early on when during the friendship still i ended up <laughs> Which, looking back, it just sounds kind of stupid. But I ended up getting the guy who he was friends with, but also kind of had a crush on, to move into that my room. You had a crush on another guy. You, you no, 
No, he had the crush oh, you on got that guy. The guy, okay, but you didn't like him like that, right? Or I didn't. Okay, no, I didn't. So you're doing I'm, him a favor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I was I was hooking him up. <laughs> exactly, masturbate the Sam that you are. Okay, and then all right, but then it got a little messy right before I left because then. You know, that that's when the whole, um, he started to confess his feelings for me. It started to, de- it, it basically started to develop between me and him into more of a relationship, of course, right before I left for abroad, and of course, right before this guy was oh, moving in. Oh, that sucks. So, so, he was the initiator of the romantic side of your relationship, okay? Yeah. He said, I love you? Yeah. Uh, probably not. I don't remember exactly what he said. I think it was, um... I just called... <laughs> <laughs> it was on new year's eve though That's that i will cool. that yeah yeah hmm. so um Maybe I should and and also no, <laughs> <laughs> okay. um also on top of this it's important to add that we for the following year when i got back from abroad it's a it's a hard story to follow so i hope i'm telling it clearly yeah i get when it I, when i was getting so afterwards we had to sign a lease for the following year and it was going to be the guy that i ended up dating the guy that he ended up having a crush on and one of his friends, Ugh. which was just, it's a you know, lot of drama under one roof. It, it was, it was so much drama that I felt like I didn't sign up for yeah. because I had signed all of the leases before when, again, when me and him were just yeah. really good friends. Yeah. So in my head, I was like, this is fine. Like I need, I needed a place to live and it, it seemed to be working out. Right. And then it just got messy when I was abroad. I think you know, we didn't, we decided not to date right away. Mm-hmm. And in that time, he ended up, I think, with the other guy, with the other guy. Yeah. And I, you know, but you guys weren't, I, well, you guys weren't a couple then though, were you? We weren't. I basically, I think the, the part that hurt about that was before I left, I basically was like, if that, if that happens, we're never happening. Yeah. I was very clear yeah. because I was like, I'm not going to be in that position. Yeah. You're, just, and and you're being smart and guarding your feelings and your, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But then when it ended up happening, then I kind of fell into the trap. Then I think he felt so bad and was basically doing everything he could to win me back when I was over there. Oh, so then I kind of fell back into it. We ended up dating a very, you know, pretty serious relationship. Uh-huh. And, Long story short, I just wasn't, by the time I got back and we moved into our place the following year and we were living with everyone, it, it, it was just, I, I couldn't do it. What, I, what I, happened I, with the guy that he had a crush on? Did, did they end when you came back? Like, or was he cheating with that guy with you? Do you know? No, he, wa- he wasn't cheating, but he was not respecting me. Okay. If that makes sense. He, I don't think he cared how much it affected me. Uh-huh. Or if he did, then he didn't Show make it. an effort. To, yeah, he didn't make any effort. He would just constantly be, like, downstairs, like, talking to him. I just felt like I was miserable every single day oh, having to live like that. Hard. So yeah. it, it was hard, but it was so... I look, You know, I, I think I'm such a firm believer. Everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. So I very quickly took that as, all right, this is what I'm going through. I'm leaving. I'm, I'm leaving this relationship. I'm moving out. I'm not going to live like this. Good. So that's, initi- that's what ended up happening. Because, like... You can't. Yeah, I, like, I can't even imagine if I had stayed there. No. I lasted. I lasted two months, and that was long enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then what happened? Were you guys still friends after that, or did you just stop talking? Or no, it was well. Funny enough, actually, on on my podcast, mm-hmm. um, shame on us. I talked about how I feel like 
when people split, I came up with like I call it like Sam's stages of splitting. Oh, I, I love it. What are they, Sam? It. Yeah, so I wrote them down just so I remember them. Okay, good. Yeah, go ahead. So at first, um, it's either a sigh of relief or you're hurt. Yeah. It depends which side of that you're on. Yeah. Um, for me, it was a sigh of relief okay. to get out of there. Okay. Um, well, you weren't sad? It, you didn't mourn it at all? Not, I did, I, I ended up mourning it for a very long time. Okay. But that first, go, that first couple weeks, okay, I was stages. so happy. Okay. I was sappy. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. So, and then I said it's confusion. A little confused, like, boy, like why did why is this happening like why maybe we can work it out mm-hmm. and then doubt like oh wait maybe we shouldn't have done that i think that's when you get hit with that loneliness and you're like it's you're you're uncomfortable yeah. so you're like doubting everything yeah and then i think you feel shame a little bit societal shame shame to tell people i'm going through a breakup just shame i guess i guess depending on if you got broken up with you feel shame for that or if you broke up with them maybe you feel shame for that yeah and then i feel like that's when maybe some of the not for everyone, but some of the, the crazy stages can come out. <laughs> what are they? Oh my god! You know, I'm you know, I think that's what's the crazy well, stages. I think the crazy stages is when you're um, maybe calling them when you shouldn't, or <laughs> you're getting you're getting unnecessarily jealous, or like texting them and being like, "Well, I don't like." Yeah. It, 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 it's you know. I had a crazy. I wasn't that, but I had someone do that to me a couple times yeah different people yeah yeah yeah. and i like i posted a picture of a martini once not to interrupt you but and like i was out with my parents and my son and my son's nine it was my martini and i think i was was like a friday and i had like a really long week and i i don't remember i was like oh so needed this or tjf or something dumb like that and literally like within seconds of the post the guy was like where are you? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Gosh. You psychopath. No, We're not together. I mean, and I like, well, screenshot a picture of my son. I'm like, I'm in. Like, <laughs> I'm out with my son. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I, and you know, I think everyone's crazy stage varies. I went through, I went through it a little bit, but it was more like, um, I was just, I was just angry. I got to a point where I was just angry, which was yeah, well, that's actually the next stage. <laughs> that's the, my next stage was anger, which is, I was just a little angry that I was, you know, put in that. And I, it, it was a little bit of a pity party for myself, which I knew I had to quickly get out of because you can't just sit, sit there and feel sorry for no. yourself. But let me ask you this. Did you ever feel like I've never been addicted to drugs, but I broke up with um, several people in my life. But one in particular, yeah. I remember feeling we had broken up a bunch of times, but like the final... I guess you could call it the final real, like, romantic breakup. I felt like I literally could relate to, like, what a crack or, like, cocaine addict must go through. Like, I felt like my body was, like, withdrawing. Like, I was so sad, and I just needed to be, like, in connection, like, contact. Like, I I felt like I didn't know how I was going to breathe. And that went on for a while. Like, that was really hard. So so that is really, really why... I've gotten to the stage after that breakup made me not date people as much as <laughs> yeah, I did before I at all. See why. Because <laughs> you go no, like, yeah, tricky. You don't want item free too. I don't want to have that again. Right. Is that no. Yeah. yeah. It, it totally is. It, it does. It, that, I, I actually weirdly said that literally the other day, how I compared it to a drug, just like you said. And it's like, when you go through that withdrawal 
And I would, for me, it was more mourning the friendship than mourning the relationship. Yeah, it was, but I was for really, me, it was really sad. Well. It was like a best friend. Yeah. I lost my best yeah. friend, and I had this insanely like amazing connection to someone, and it was just gone. Yeah, was and, gone. and I was just, yeah. I, I was just hurt that I felt like, you know, at the end of the day, it, it was my boyfriend that kind of put me through that, but. I was looking at it as my best friend put me through that, which felt no, so much it's worse. Worse, it's almost yeah. Worse. Yeah, no, it's worse. Yeah, I agree. And so, so yeah, I think the fact that I, I did feel that withdrawal, similar to like it, the feeling of a drug, definitely made me. Once I got over it, it doesn't. It makes me more hesitant to dip my toe in to that again. Which I can relate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. to me, there's other things to focus on right now. I just, you know, I just know I'll never want to be in that place where it affects me. It affects my work. It affects my ability to be like an upbeat person that I always am. It affected definitely how I was mothering my children for a while. I mean, I was not a bad mother, yeah. but I definitely wasn't my best self because I just wasn't my best self at for. For quite a while, right. it took quite a while for me to to pull myself out of that. You know, and I feel like. You always keep like a part that if someone touches you that deeply, always part of your soul. It just gives you like backbone to be like a better partner later, maybe for someone else, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You learn. Uh, yeah. Everyone learns so much from everything. Like I, I've never gone through a breakup and, and thought like, oh, why did I do that? I regret that. Right. Right. That was stupid of me because it's not at the time. It like it, you can look back in retrospect and be like, yeah, like I should never have done that. Right. But you did it. And so you're going to learn, from, learn from it and move on. Yeah. Which, so, which brings just, me to our, self, our steps of um, dating oneself. So let's go into a little bit about where you are today. And then we yeah. can uh, talk about that. That was like number one was like the self-reflection and gleaming into, you know, the life lessons that you may have learned from good and bad relationships, whether they fail, yeah. whether they thrive, you know, whether they end like with a crash and burn or you just part ways in the beautiful splitting of the sea. Yes, <laughs> I don't think there's right. many that are like that, but that's okay. Someone, <laughs> someone well, out there in Race from the Ringland um, <laughs> may have experienced that. So anyway, right, all right, yeah. so where are you today? What's going on in your life? Well, so real quick, I'll just add the, the, oh, the very sorry, last stage. Is, no, 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 no. It's, it's totally cool because it transitions into what you just asked anyways. Mm -hmm. Because the last stage I had was once you kind of get through those more uh, negative emotions, you, you do get to that point of forgiveness, mm -hmm. um, which kind of led me into this next stage of my life w where I am now. Mm -hmm. um, and just being able to accept everything that happened um, I, I felt like I, I mourned for a while, mm -hmm. um, like we talked about with that, like, like weaning off a drug. And mm -hmm. then now in my life, I, I sat there for months thinking, how do I get back to that point in my life in, in high school when I was single and loving life mm -hmm. and I didn't feel lonely. And I, because in high school I was involved in everything mm -hmm. I did. I did theater, I did cross country, I did spirit events, I did like literally everything in high school, mm -hmm. and it was fulfilling me so much mm -hmm. that I never, I, you know, I, I dated one person early in high school, but I was so happy for the rest of high school just being so single mm -hmm. and just living with myself. Mm -hmm. And, and you're so busy. I made a prom. You kept busy. And, and I'm busy. Yeah. And I made a promise to myself in this past year after going through that. I'm like, I'm going to get back there. I'm going to get back to that point. Like, I cannot lean on people anymore for my emotional support. Mm -hmm. It's not healthy. Mm -hmm. It's not... Some people do, and I, everyone's path is different. I think for my path and my personal growth, 
I knew that I needed to stop leaning on people. Mm-hmm. And so I started, you know, the biggest thing was graduate college, get a job. And then I was like, I want, I need a personal project, something creative, something that I'm working late at night on because I love to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I started my podcast mm-hmm. too with mm-hmm. um, my friend Bryce, because it, it's so, when you, when you are so passionate about something mm-hmm. and you can learn to delve into something that you love, mm-hmm. that's more fulfilling than any person can give you. And, and, and that would be different for, every, for everybody. Everyone likes different things. Everyone's fulfilled in different ways. Mm-hmm. I knew that for me, I needed to have a creative outlet and do something that made me happy with myself. I agree. So, I, I completely really agree. I mean, that's how I feel about my keynoting and my writing, my books, yeah. and the, things like that. Um, that's my passion projects. And um, I'm going back to school soon to get my degree in psychology to apply that to the writing and the, the keynoting and things like that. So I totally, I totally understand. And it's funny because a lot of my friends, they always ask, and I'm sure you get these questions too, like what's going on in the dating world? And I know my parents probably feel, I've been divorced now a little over four years and I haven't really been yeah. in any real relationships. I mean, I've been in, I've been on a, a lot of dates. I guess I can kind of consider myself almost a serial dater too, but it's not because right. I'm like looking to like, it's just, I haven't, I mean, in fact, when you said that you had that instant connection and it was so easy and you thought it would be, I was like, oh, you're really lucky because I really don't ever... That's part of my issue. I don't feel con- I felt connected to like probably in my whole life, right? I mean, I'm not super old, but I'm in my 40s. I'm older than you, so I think in my whole life yeah. I can count on my hand like probably the amount of connections I've had, and I think I've only truly been in love with probably three people, you know, my whole life. And so when it comes around, it's like I, I grab on with like both hands, and they're both t- like my knuckles are turning white. So I, yeah. I and and then if I don't find it like relatively soon with a date, I'm so busy like you. It's like I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to waste their time. I'm just gonna move on. So I like anyway. My point was, I think like my parents and some people that are close to me, they I think they feel bad almost. Like I'm still like, oh, Mindy's alone and she's single. But you know what? I'm so busy. And I find so much like, uh, you know, um, satisfaction in my work and obviously being a mom, I'm taking that out of the the phase because like, whatever, I mean, the kids have their own lives too, and they're not going to always be young and, you know, but I think that I, like you can find like so much purpose and passion from my work and things that I do on a day to day. It kind of does fill that void a little bit, you know, right. It, it totally does. And I, at least at this point in my life, which I'm, you know, and maybe I'll feel like this until I'm way older too, but I, I mean, maybe it not, feel, it, I, it, <laughs> but it, well, it feels, but it feels healthier. Yeah. It, it, it feels like I will be okay because at the end of the day, no matter who you're dating, who you're with, you are the most important person in your life because right. it's just you in this world. At a certain point, you have to be a little bit selfish and be like, you know, anything can happen in life. Mm-hmm. Like someone could, you know, pick up and leave or, you know, or whatever sick, would happen or, or get yeah. sick or anything. And so at the end of the day, like it really is just you mm-hmm. and you have to learn to love that and be okay if you're left being like that. So and, and yeah, and I, I feel a little bit like I did have an instant connection with um, that guy, mm-hmm. but I, it's definitely harder for me I find now to feel those instant connections. Maybe they would, they'll still come along. I don't know, but it's harder for me because I think it, 
made me put some walls up. Absolutely. Because I don't, like you said, it's like kind of like a drug. And I think I'm a little hesitant to like embrace those connections as easily. I feel a little bit reluctant now, which sucks. So the self-reflection is essentially obviously looking at past relationships, good and bad and the ugly and the pretty and kind of figuring out what worked, what didn't work, what are your life lessons that you can take home. So they're not really mistakes. They're like lessons that you take with you. And for me, um, I'd say rather than be like completely reluctant, I'm not saying you're saying that, but like instead for me personally, instead of being like completely reluctant to get back involved into um, like this deep connection with someone, if I was lucky enough to find it, I, I think I'm just more guarded. I, it takes me, I, I, I'm more in tune with um, false promises and, you know, maybe not honesty in terms of admiration and, and things. And if yeah. things seem too good to be true, they usually are. Like, I think before I was a little bit more naive. I was also in a very vulnerable time in my yeah. life and, I, you know, and, you know, never experienced, like, you know, you live and you learn and things like that. So I think that, it, I'm, it takes me longer to really um, open up to somebody like that. But yeah. I also think like I, I want that connection and I, I do want to have like a partner. I definitely hope that person comes into my life at some point. But I, in the meantime, I'm loving myself and loving being who I am. And I, to your point too about just embracing you and enjoying your life and leaning on yourself – that's, I think, and I'll, I've interviewed a, a ton of different, like, therapists on this show and things like that. That's mm-hmm. always, like, the take-home, you know, the ring is really self-love in the race for the ring. Um, it certainly can be a partner, and it could be an awesome diamond ring, too, for sure. But yeah. in general, I think it's just finding that inner love for yourself, because once you achieve that, then I think the rest is just icing, you know? It's just icing on the, on the cake. As long as you have the cake and the filling in the cake and all the ingredients so that yeah. the cake is obviously going to withstand the test of time then um you know icing could be vanilla chocolate strawberry <laughs> rainbow whatever you have you know what i mean so anyway i love that i love that metaphor <laughs> well yeah yeah i mean to that point i i feel like very cliche to say but you're not going to find at least i don't think you're going to find someone when you're searching for it it's going to come yeah probably when you least expect it my mom always said that to me when you least expect it when you least expect it i know i know i just when i said that out loud i was like oh god i just heard i I think i just heard people like roll their eyes a little bit and just saying that it's true i you know and it's funny because when i do meet random people and you know they haven't been the right fits but i have felt connections with certain people i'm like oh well if i felt it for that person then it obviously exists with someone else you know what i mean so it yes. kind of reminds me that there's only there's not just one or two or three people out there for me you know yeah so. no exactly and i feel like you're also more attractive in other people's eyes when you look like you are embracing your life mm-hmm. and not seeking something else yeah. at least i guess maybe even just that's just like the type of people i want i want people that are attracted to that and do the same yeah right i want to be a kept woman i want yeah exactly. yeah um or me i'm not you i'm the woman <laughs> anyway okay all right moving on so uh dating is hard according to some research they say that dating is sometimes more difficult when you're self-aware like we are sam um yeah. i don't necessarily agree with all of these points i'm gonna i'm gonna hit 
three that I do think I could relate to. Um, okay. Actually, sorry, I lied. Four. I've, I've um, that I think that I I can relate to, um, and this is from um, basically a study that was uh, published by Bold and Bold is spelled B O L D E dot com. Why it's hard to date self aware. Um, just if anybody wants to read the other points that I'm not going to share today. Um, so point number two was you overanalyze yourself and others. I think that's true for me. I definitely like always overanalyze myself. <laughs> I don't know if I necessarily overanalyze other people. Maybe I, I find faults and things and I don't give people chances. Men for when I'm dating them, not friends. And things, yeah. But what do you think? I definitely, well, I, I totally agree with that. Cause I, I'm the biggest psychoanalyzer of myself, but also sometimes other people. Like when when people are you know are like rude, I usually don't get offended because I'm like, oh, like I wonder what like what that is rooted in, right? Or right. you know, I I really what are they try angry to about today. I know, which is why I think also when you said you're going to school for psychology, that'll be really like I'm so interested in that. I could even see myself taking a class in psychology down the road because really? I totally do that all the time yeah. mostly with myself but sometimes depending on the person sometimes I do find myself like psychoanalyzing other people as well yeah, I'm getting my it, I'm do, getting it does make it harder positive psychology I want to teach people how to be more upbeat and that's good and, and that's good because my psycho like when I psychoanalyze it's not always positive mm-hmm. it's 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 kind of like sometimes at least I try not to be cynical, but sometimes I do find it like, ooh, like, why did I do that? Or why did they do that? Yeah. And then I'm, you know, yeah. it can get a little messy. So I, that definitely does make dating harder, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree with that. Okay, this was point four. You're a huge planner. I'm sure you're shocked to know that I'm type A <laughs> and I plan my entire day and life. But I feel like I have to function like that between all of the different schedules I keep and stuff. But I have, I always go back to this comment, but it's so appropriate. So I'm going to share it again on this show. I mean, all listeners are probably like, uh, we heard that. But I remember <laughs> this one guy <laughs> once told me that making a date with me was like making a doctor's appointment, basically, because I was like, oh, in like two weeks on Thursday at seven, I can meet you for dinner. But that was just because. <laughs> like honestly like between like my nights with my kids which i would never give up to go out on a date i don't care if it was brad Pitt, yeah. there's no way and i also obviously have a lot of friendships like you know i've friend dates and things like that like dinner dates and stuff and yeah. um work commitments and whatever what do you think i am not a type a person really i never have no i'm so that's surprised you that. <laughs> i thought you were I, you're fired no, no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> well well it's funny I, I kind of have to train myself to be a little bit especially working because i you know especially I around me it. yeah especially around <laughs> you it. it's okay i'm sure everybody no, probably t- agrees it, with you and then when my, you're just brave enough my, to share <laughs> well my brain's just like not naturally that way mm-hmm. it just and, that, and that's just the truth yeah um so so, but I, I do keep a busy schedule, um, but I don't, I'm a little bit, I, with plans like that, like I, especially hanging out with friends, I'm more spontaneous. Like I, to me, I, I try to be as type A as I can when it comes to work. Mm-hmm. And no, I'm not just saying that because I'm talking to you. <laughs> um, That's okay. I, you know. I, I'm going to keep you, Sam. It's all good. <laughs> no, but um, I definitely... Do try to like, obviously again be more type A when it comes to work, but in my personal life, absolutely not. People will be like, "Can you hang out in four Fridays 
and I'm like, ask me in four Fridays because yeah. I won't know until that then. I understand. <laughs> I do get that. Yeah. I, I have to be honest. Like Sometimes I do like to wing it too on the weekends because I'm so sick of being overscheduled during the week. But when you know yeah. when I'm going on it, making a date with somebody and they like want to, I want to make sure I'm available. I, like I like to yeah. just be able to pencil something in so that I know I'm not well, making that, other plans if that person wanted to hang out. That's all. Yeah, going on dates is a little different. I mean that that can definitely be. But again, I'm not I'm not planning that two weeks ahead. I'm more, I'm more of a like we'll talk during the weekend. We'll figure yeah. out something for in the weekend. Yeah. You know that, that that's more my my that's style. Probably much more healthy <laughs> too, frankly. But that's yeah. okay. Okay, this is yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six. Number six. You can be intimidating. I definitely think that I've been told that um, more than once. How about yourself? <laughs> um, I don't know. I, don't, I I would love to know if people think that about I, me. I'm like, really? I'm intimidating? I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, really? I don't think so. I can hurt a fly, but that's okay. I guess I, from, from the outside looking in, maybe until they get to know me, they're like, oh. I, th- I think not- if I'm given... I think if I'm given one date with someone, I don't think, I don't think, maybe they would, but I don't think they would say I'm intimidating. I think I'm a pretty open book and uh, I'm as welcoming as I can be, just naturally. Um, But maybe if people just have like a brief encounter with me, I could come off as more intimidating. As a podcaster, and I don't know if you feel this way, but like when people actively know like, oh, she has a podcast where she talks about stuff, like maybe I'll be mentioned. I don't know. I don't know. That could be intimidating in itself. I don't know. (laughs) I actually get a lot of that uh, come to think of it. Yeah, because mine's obviously about, well, yours too. You dive into dating and like real life stuff because the concept of the show is about dating. A lot of guys that are just start to talk to like, are you going to talk about it in your show? I'm like, no. Not unless, <laughs> not unless you do something really bad, you know? Right, right, <laughs> right. And then maybe, but like, let's not, let's not hope it for that. Let's, like, try for the best, right? Okay. Right. And then the other point I wanted to make in this study was that you're extremely focused and goal-oriented, which we both are, but I think that sometimes can almost be a detriment to the outside suitor, too, for some reason. Although they, uh, my thought would be then they, they don't deserve our company, correct? Right, right. Well, yeah, I, I think I... I seek for people, I hope, like, in a way that's not narcissistic, but I seek for people that are like me. No, <laughs> Just right, we're not narcissists. No. <laughs> but I, I but I do, I do, I do find myself, like, attracted to similar, not, not the same, I, like, I don't care what your hobbies are, I don't care, like, what your interests are necessarily, but I, I want someone to be on a similar level of, like, the goal oriented quality mm-hmm. and the and just the passionate quality mm-hmm. having you know i i would want an equal i don't want to in in any future relationship i have i don't want to feel like i'm leaning on someone and they're leaning on me mm-hmm. i want both of us to be uplifting each other but mm-hmm. also being independent in a dependent relationship mm-hmm. and sometimes someone needs the extra like strength but like it's a it balance right yes I, a I, I agree with that totally um all right so a couple points as we wrap up um so everybody out there who is not actively dating kind of seeing how the waters look like maybe dipping your toe in as you said like waiting in the, in the shallow end of the pool um some things to keep in mind because you still need to show up at least for yourself if not for your partner um these this study i'm like trying to find the source of this one um 
is actually i don't think i have a source for this i'm sorry you guys oh no i do it's from um straightjoy.com how to date yourself in 10 ways i'm not going to go off through through all of the 10 we'll probably put this link in the show notes so one is basically get ready and by that they they're saying that you should get dressed every day even in COVID, everyone um (laughs) at least like feel yourself like I am working from home part-time today, as you can see in people at listening camp, but you can. I put some jewelry on. I actually brushed my hair. Um, yeah. I am, I don't wear a lot of makeup, period. doesn't matter if it's COVID or non-COVID. But, like, I don't just lounge in, like, pajamas all day. I definitely put myself together. Um, and that's not just because of Zoom calls. It's for me. I think I do better work when I'm, you know, feel like my best self. Would you agree? Absolutely. I can't. Every time in... in- college too when i would have a test i would always make myself dress up nice because i i'm just more productive mm-hmm. when i'm dr- i'm dressed the part if i'm in sweats then i'm gonna feel lazy and mm-hmm. not want to get as much done so absolutely that's a good point i talk about that just dressing in general in my book intermission about how the importance of feeling your best even when or looking your best rather when you don't necessarily feel your best too can make such a difference in changing your mindset so Fashion has a lot to do with our minds, everyone. Um, that's a lesson there. Okay. And then, um, cleaning your space. And by that, they mean like preparing. I feel like this goes back to that book, The Secret, where they say, you know, if you want a partner, make sure like this one side of the garage, say, is available for their car and like just making the space for the life you want also goes to like people making vision boards which i actually have never done but i'm considering doing that with my daughter for a fun little project you know just look at it and reflect and then hopefully things will fall into place at some point what are your thoughts about that so like keeping a clean space just like in your life you mean yeah not not, yeah i mean i'm ocd so my place better be clean all the time (laughs) no but i mean like creating the clean space in your life for the life you want to have so maybe it's it well this shows about relationships but let's just say you know you want to have a partner you're going to make your bed every day and you're going to like keep the bathroom tidy and well, yeah. I guess that's sort of cleaning. That's the way I would look at it. But like, it doesn't necessarily have to be that. But just like creating space for someone else, if that's yes. who you, you know, even if that person doesn't physically exist yet. Yeah, I I feel like in in enjoying my own alone time, I I think I will be kind of hit like a truck whenever that person comes along. In that sense, maybe I'm not the best at creating that space, and maybe that's part of my problem right now. Is like when someone comes in, I'm gonna be like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna start fr- internally freaking out." I'm like, I don't have the space for this yet. <laughs> <laughs> they need to move out. Right, right. So Vision immediately. So hopefully, I become more like that, but I don't think I'm currently like that. So that's that's maybe okay. I should work on it. That's a for 2021. Yeah, okay. exactly. Having a plan, and by that, the author is basically saying not like a plan of attack to get the partner, but a plan for yourself. So in your downtime, do you go out to dinner or do you order in? Do you go see a movie, keep yourself busy? Do you exercise? And I think I've learned to be very good about hanging out with Mindy um I like Mindy she is pretty cool I know I sound so dorky but I 
actually, I, I used to be really, really shy about eating out by myself. I would go on business trips in the coolest cities ever and eat dinner in my hotel room or to room service or bring and take out just right. because I didn't want to have to sit at a table and be alone. But now yeah. I actually love it. And I finally, like, I, well, not now because it's COVID, but when I do go into restaurants and I'm eating like where we're allowed to eat indoors or it's safe to, and you know, people are okay to basically talk without a mask on. I, I <laughs> sit at the bar and order dinner and like have a glass of wine or whatever. And then like you ch- chat with like people around you and it's kind of fun. And I've gone to some outdoor dining by myself recently too. Like it's fine. I think, yeah. I think it's good to be like out in that atmosphere. What do you think? I will say, Shh. go ahead. I'm just trying to make his no, shut up. No, you're good. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I would say that COVID has made me, it's forced me to enjoy time with myself, which is definitely a silver lining in the whole pandemic yeah. because I was not, I felt like before the pandemic, I was always seeking social interaction whenever I had that alone time. But now I love my alone time. I love anything to do with, you know, I, I call it me time. Even living with my parents now, I'm like, mm-hmm. if I have my headphones in, like I'm in, I've entered me time. I just yeah, need that. No, totally. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, You're escaping so I, with the rest of the surroundings. Yes, yeah, yeah. so just like um, making breakfast for myself, making lunch for my like little, even just little things, enjoying a glass of wine at night, um, watching TV, working on something creative, anything I can do for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I that's become a daily routine of mine, which which was not the case before COVID. So that's something I'll forever be grateful for. That's great. That's really healthy, Sam. Um, this is my favorite point of all. And I think we're going to end it on this note. Okay. Um, give yourself a thought of gift. Oh, I need to twist my arm here. Flowers, a mixtape of your favorite tunes, the earrings you've been eyeing, and celebrate milestones, whether it's like days, weeks, months, a progressive deserve Enter attention, just like any relationship. So for me, well, I'm a shopaholic, but that's a whole other, that's a whole other show, probably a whole other podcast. But I will say, you know, I'm very good. Like on my birthday, I buy myself a birthday present. Um, on Valentine's Day, I get myself a Valentine's gift. Um, I love that. Yeah, and I've been doing it for the last four years. And, um, you know, I, I do things like that because I feel like I deserve it and I work really hard and I often, well, I am a shopaholic. I don't go above and beyond like for myself a lot because I feel guilty. I feel like guilty because I feel like I need to be really conservative about what I do because of my business and like my employees, you know, that I have to obviously like take care of in right. the, financially and being a single mom. Like I'm always stressed out just unnecessarily probably, but that's just my nature of who I am. But on those kinds of things, like when a partner maybe would have been able to do that for me, I, I do that for myself and it's awesome and it's so great gratifying you know and it's so healthy it is yeah let's practice you should implement if you haven't yeah. already <laughs> i think for me i i'm not a very materialistic person i am all about like experience so yeah. if i were to buy something for myself oh, it would be a trip it, it would be a trip for yeah. sure absolutely it would be i would go anywhere by myself just like experience a different culture anything so if yeah the next time i am able to buy something treat myself yeah it'll probably it'll probably be a trip to somewhere i was sure. gonna ask like so when things are safe or where would you want to go if you could go anywhere god i'm 
I'm such I'm such that like hippie that wants to travel the world and see That's everywhere. Cool. But I I think next to my list because I I I've been to Europe. I think next to my list I would love to go somewhere in Asia. Really. Like, I would love to. Last place I think I would choose. (laughs) Well, well, assuming everything's over, I just don't think that would be top of my list, (laughs) considering what we're dealing with right now. But that's just me. Well, I think once the pandemic ends, I I would love to do Thailand or Japan or I I don't know. I've always been interested in in getting over there just to experience that whole culture and see uh, some of those sites are just like. You can't get them anywhere else. No, so. that's very true. I, I actually had a former employee who went to Thailand, and I remember when she came back, it sounded so incredible. And it was relatively, I mean, to get there, I don't think it's super cheap. But once you're there, I think it's, it's cheap, cheap yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. That's cool. I think for me, I'd love to go to, well, I haven't really, I, I studied abroad in Israel, and I've been to Europe. I've been to a little tasting of a lot of different countries. They spent, like, a little bit of time in, it, in like, four different places. But, right. um because I went on a Mediterranean cruise. It's not like I went four different times, but I would like to go back and spend significant time, like a real vacation in each. That's like really, I do a lot of trips to like when we can, I do a lot of trips to the Caribbean and like those types of vacations. Yeah. And I love doing that. Like, I think I always have to do that once a year to like, just like recharge, but I'm dying now that my kids are a little older and I feel like like a little bit more independent to go to go yeah. to Europe. I'm really want to go to Dubai. Um, I, I like, like, um, had befriended uh, Caroline Sandbury, who yeah. was on the show, and I follow her on Instagram now, and I see all her pictures, and it looks really, really fun there. But it, looks, um, it's, it looks gorgeous. I, I know. I was going right? to ask the the podcaster in me wanted to ask you that question back, but like if no, like money aside, like you, you're going on a solo trip for just for you. You're not. All you're going to do is enjoy the scenery by yourself. Is yeah. would it be? Would it be there? It wouldn't be there by myself. I would probably be afraid to go there by myself. I just because it's so far and it's like right. Uh, but um, I probably, I actually want to go there with like a friend or something, like a girlfriend, maybe if it's safe. Probably, I was hoping by spring break, but because yeah. my kids are on spring break and I don't have them this year. But I think um, hmm, that's a really good question. Where would I go? I probably would go to Paris by myself. I yeah. definitely would do that. Um, I think I could handle being like that far away, not speaking the language, um, and being fine to see the museums and shopping and the food and eat, eat a croissant. Eat a croissant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have Julian Farrell give me my tutor for a while before I right. head over there. I know Jim Helming D from like high school. That's about, about as far as me. I can probably say yes. <laughs> Don't know what I'd be saying that too, but we'll see. No, right. uh, that, uh, that that would probably be my, my choice to answer your question. I don't think that's like such an extravagant getaway either. People go there for like long weekends and things like that. That, so yeah yeah that, i think that would be a really good solo trip yeah maybe when i turn 50 <laughs> we'll see treat yourself all right so actually no sorry that was tip number six so <laughs> as we wrap up mr sam let's tell everybody like, let's talk about your podcast so yeah. um how, briefly like obviously it's on apple podcast Stitcher, etc yes yeah yeah, so um, my friend Bryce and I, Bryce actually was an intern for you before I started working yes, here. Yes, she was. And um, so she kind of was the hookup for me to get into Ambient Associates, yeah. which is awesome. So, And we, we've been friends. We've known each other ever since 2013, and we've always just hit it off in a very performative way. We've always liked having – we just were such talkers that we were like, let's start a podcast. 
very spontaneously, but now it's just become such a gift for, for me and her and just to kind of be able to have that platform to talk to people. It's, it's so fun. And so um, it's called Shame on Us, and it's all about us embracing our imperfections and talking about embarrassing stories and stories that people don't normally talk about but probably happen to the majority of us. So that's kind of our That's our up my thing. alley. You'll have to have me on. I can probably talk your ear off. Yes. <laughs> many, 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 many things. Um, yes, please uh, come on. We would love to have you. You're definitely, you're like, you're like up on our list. So please come on. Oh, please. <laughs> your list is too short then. But that's no, no, saying. it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only kidding. All right, well, it was awesome, awesome to have you. And when you do find that special someone, we're going to have to have you come back on yes, so that we can absolutely. talk about that and your new yes. chapter. All right. For sure. Thank okay. you so much, Mindy. Thanks, Sam. Okay, bye. Oh, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Race for the Ring. If you liked today's episode, please write us a review. They can make or break a good podcast just like a dull dude can be the kiss of death to a date. I'll catch you next week. And in the meantime, be sure to say hi and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. My handles and contacts are in the show notes. It's been my pleasure to have you along for today's Dating Debate. Bye-bye. Getting ready in the mornings looks completely different now. Whether you're waking up and heading into the next room for a Zoom meeting or grabbing a mask when you grab your coffee thermos to head out the door, there is no denying it. It's different than it was last year. But thankfully, no matter where you're headed, Grande Cosmetics has something for you to accentuate the features above your mask. Grande Cosmetics, known best for their cult favorite lash-enhancing serum, Grande Lash MD, creates beauty products with benefits. From their Grande Drama Intense Thickening Mascara with castor oil to their Grande Brow Brow Enhancing Syrup with peptides and vitamins for thicker, fuller-looking brows, Grande Cosmetics enhances your natural beauty. Find their products at grandecosmetics.com. That's Grande with an E on the end, just like your Starbucks order. Also available at Sephora, Ulta, Morphe, Macy's, and Salon Professionals at Salon Centric. The Race for the Ring listeners can enjoy 15% off their total purchase at grandecosmetics.com with the code PODCAST. That's PODCAST, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, redeemable at grandecosmetics.com, which will be valid through December 31st, 2020. Happy shopping! Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.